0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran or you're struggling and feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you will be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed to tell your story to one of your friends or family, call the hotline at 988 and press option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news episodes and of course the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest holds a Bachelor's of Arts in Fine Art from St. Joseph's University. She's completed her master's in applied clinical nutrition cummodi at New York Chiropractic College in 2017. She's excited to start her own business in nutrition and give power back to the individual. Using her many talents and introducing three moda- three main modalities to help her clients feel empowered, happy and healthy yoga, customized nutrition consultation, and essential oils. She has worked with clients and been successful in treating and aiding the support of following ailments, Parkinson's, chronic Lyme disease, digestive issues, malabsorption, autoimmune disor- disorders, and more. So without further ado, let's welcome Gina Carbone, uh, Cerbone, I'm sorry, to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Gina.
1: Hi. It's
0: great to have you on. Uh, great that we got connected uh, through a mutual friend and the uh, get this thing going. And uh, she said, you'd be great to come on here and talk to our audience, knowing what our audience uh, is made up of. A lot of veterans, a lot of first responders that have been through a lot of trauma and dealing with that that pain and uh, self-medicating and doing things they shouldn't be doing to make it through life after the, the service and such. So mm-hmm. I figured having someone that de- deals with yoga and wellness and uh, nutrition angles would help give more tips and tricks to help veterans and those who are afflicted with trauma make it through this. So thanks for agreeing to come on.
1: Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit more about your story than what I just shared. I just read a little tidbit, I guess, of your your journey, if you want to add more to it and go as far back as you want to go and bring us to where we are now.
1: Yeah, so I started yoga when I was in high school. Um, So I was a lot younger and I was stressed out and my mom's like, you need to go to yoga. And it was like... I guess it was 2003 or so. So it was before it was really mainstream like it is now. Um, and there was this little place that we went to and I would, um, I was a dancer, a ballet dancer. So I would go to yoga after my dance classes and I did it for a while and I liked it, um, but it wasn't very consistent, it was very superficial. Um, and then again, my mom said, you need to go to yoga after I graduated college. And she was like, you need to do something. And I was kind of like in a, in a time where I didn't like you finish college and you kind of don't know what to do. Like I started work and I did all that, but I felt like kind of depressed in some ways. Like I didn't know where I was going. I feel like I always call it like I'm in the beginning of my life crisis. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. Um, and my mom said, again, you, you should start doing yoga again. So I went with her to classes and then I re- it really stuck. And it was, more, it was beyond just the everyone thinks yoga as the physical uh, posture. So, like doing the poses that you see, you know, online or in a classroom, but it's very much deeper than that. Like, there's a lot of philosophical um, texts that you can read and um, what we call breath uh, pranayama or breath work. Um, so, going into that more deeply really helped me to um, kind of feel better.
0: And and now you uh, turned this into your now business using uh, yoga, being a yoga instructor, a nutritionist and a consultant now, right?
1: Yes. So the funny thing is I never wanted to be a yoga teacher at all. (laughs) So I did my teacher training um, in 2012 and I told my teachers, I was like, I don't want to do the practicums. I don't want to do the teach in front of everybody. I just want to do this for myself. I want to learn more about yoga. Um, And I, don't want to teach. I'm never going to teach. I told them and they were like, "Mm, okay, but you still have to do all the practicums. You still have to do everything because you're getting the certification from us. I was like, whatever. Okay. I was like, not happy about it, but of course I did it. And this is like literally what I do It's my job. And part of it is because I felt so good in doing yoga and I wanted to provide that same feeling and help other people feel the same way and kind of take the knowledge. So yoga is a tradition that, you know, dates back thousands of years. So, um, it, it started as an oral tradition. It's been written down some things and, um, and I wanted to take that tradition because I learned it from my teachers and continue to teach others what I know because it helped me so much. And I know it's helped others because even throughout the years, um, you know, you don't get people telling you all the time, but once in a while, get a letter here and there, an email here and there of how much yoga has changed their life for the better. And so it makes it all the better doing it and teaching.
0: I'm sure it does. I'm sure, I'm sure in your, if you have a studio, I guess, if you have the same core people, you see their smiles every, every time you do a session with them and you see them becoming better people as you do as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's
0: got to be helpful, and all this because your mom said you got to do yoga. (laughs)
1: twice. (laughs) my mom said I had to do yoga.
0: (laughs) So you did it. I mean, you listened. That was good. A lot of people would have said, "I'm not doing yoga. I'm doing. I'm going to go work at Burger King. That's that's better. (laughs) I'll show you." So with a like when I got out of military in 2015, uh, one of my one of the other misfits got out at the same time, a Raymond Bird, and the Wounded Warrior Project pushed us to yoga and. Being the type of guys we were, we went into that yoga thing, not knowing what yoga was, really. We knew like pictures and stuff we've seen. But we took everything that they, they told us to do in the studio as a challenge. So if they said, do this move, we challenge each other to do it the longest. Who can do it longer? Who can look like they're in more pain? And by the end, we did a headstand on our first day. But that was the last time me and him ever went to yoga. So I'm sure there's, there's a reason why Wounded Warrior Project wanted us to go there but it, it didn't transpire the way they wanted. So if you could share how yoga can help those dealing with the PTSD or any other kind of trauma to kind of release that through the yoga, the practice of yoga.
1: So there are a few different styles of yoga that you can do. And you might have been in like something like a, what they call a flow class where you do posture after posture. It's linked with the breath and it's more of a flowing class. So that's also a good way to help you know, reduce stress and things like that. Um, but there's also restorative yoga. There's yin yoga. Um, I think restorative yoga could be a good modality, um, just because it's more of a place of rest. So, um, you set up the student or I would set up the student or, you know, you can read books about it too, or go online and you can do it yourself. But, um, you put the student in the posture, you come into the posture and you're fully supported by all of the props. So your head's supported in a certain way, like all your bones are supported so that your body can then release and relax. And we hold a lot of tension in our bodies, especially if you've gone through a lot of trauma and you know how like dogs and animals shake and like, you know, kind of let it go after, you know, a rustle or something. They like they, they release all that tremor. They don't hold it in. And so in some ways we have to kind of let go in that way as well. And this is a good way to do it where you'll put the, you'll be in the posture and you'll stay there for like 10, 15 minutes and you'll just kind of relax into it. And as you relax into the posture, if you're set up really well, and you're so supportive and comfortable, um, you begin to find the space between it's, you're not like awake, but you're not asleep. You find this mellow place. And sometimes, like even if there's noise around you, the noise feels like so far off in the distance. Like you can't really, you know, hear it. It's like there, but not. And so that can help you release the tension that you're holding on to that you don't necessarily need to hold on to anymore. And so that's like, um, one style of yoga that might be helpful as well as what I was talking about before is um, what we call pranayama or breath work. So it's concentrating. So our breath can be involuntary, right? So when we're sleeping, we're breathing because otherwise we wouldn't be... Here, right? <laughs> so we have to breathe, but we're not concentrating on it, but it can also be voluntary where you are concentrating on the breath and you're, you're breathing in and out through the nose, which is really, um, also an important aspect of breath work. Um, Because breathing through the mouth can actually cause other issues and problems within the body. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the book Breath by James Nestor. Um, It's really great. And he begins to kind of break down what the breath does for you, how it works for you. But anyway, I'm going off topic. Um, So the breath work, going back to that, uh, you can control the breath by breathing in. Say to the count of four, you can start kind of smaller, and then breathing out to the count of six. So, your exhalation is longer than the inhalation, and that exhalation, the longer exhalation, will help to um, release the nervous system. So, instead of the flight or flight, you're in the rest or digest. So, you're kind of calming the body and bringing it back to this calmness. So, I think that could be a real a helpful tool as well is just concentrating on the breath and it doesn't have to be for very long you can do it for five minutes and I always tell my students um, if you're using some sort of breath work something specific and they say to breathe this way but you're like hyperventilating then always stop and you know go into your normal rhythm and then come back to that breath work because sometimes it takes a little bit to um, get used to breath work and moving through that
0: so so definitely don't go into it as it's a challenge go into it as right. a place to make yourself better
1: <laughs> right exactly yeah
0: so combining the two of them is actually a good practice to do uh, perform yoga and, and breath work at the same time or even separate them during the day do mm-hmm. yoga in the morning breath work in the afternoon would that help a person yeah. go through it
1: yeah so um sometimes in a class you might do some certain specific styles of breath work Um, there's a few different ones of how you, like I said, it's a voluntary concentrating on the breath, something like the inhale to four, exhale to six, but, um, you can do it separate too. Like within yoga, when you're practicing, you're concentrating on inhales and exhales. Um, but when you're doing the pranayama or the breath work, uh, you might be doing a specific, um, type of breath work that you would do separate from the asana or the physical practice of moving through postures.
0: Okay. And you've mentioned books twice, uh, books Mm -hmm. on breath work and books on yoga. Are there any that you would recommend uh, people to buy?
1: Um, So the one book that I love that I, I think it gives like a good story. So a lot of books like this could be more of like, you know your non-fiction just giving you what yoga is and that kind of thing um the book is called how yoga works by Gashe michael roach um and this book is like a story about yoga so the what we call the yoga sutras um they were written by well compiled by patanjali um A long time ago Uh, and so they're really just verses that we go by and um so this book takes in those yoga sutras and threads them throughout the book but it's written as a story so I think it it really hits I, I don't know I like a good non you know fiction book that you can get into and really like it's kind of like catching and you can't wait to turn the page and figure out what happens to the characters so it's it's fiction but Um, It brings in the yoga sutras and it really has like a learning point to it. So I think that's a really great book. And like I said, Breath by um, James Nestor is the second one Um, that I'm not actually finished reading. I have like a little bit left of it, but it's really great because it talks about the breath. It's not a yoga book per se, um, but it's talking about the breath and how important it is um especially breathing through the nose and how breathing through the mouth can lead to a lot of problems within the body too
0: oh, that's, that's good stuff there in the books especially uh, if it's like a textbook I'm not going to read it right. so it's going step by step how to how to do yoga I'm just probably gonna look at it once and it's gonna wind up on right. my shelf over here like yeah. you said if it tells you a story most people will be compelled to stay in there and read it exactly. as much as possible probably once or twice to make sure they got it all and then start practicing So I think that's a much better way to do it for me and and you, of course. And uh, how long do you think it would take for someone to start seeing the change in how they feel uh, as far as holding all that stress and tension in from from trauma or whatever in them once they start practicing?
1: So I think that's really dependent person to person however like testimonially and what i've heard from people it could be like one class that they just feel amazing and after that class they're like i need to come back um or someone uh, one of my students she was saying early on when she started she was taking yoga it might have been like a week or two and she's like i'm addicted like i just need to come back because i feel so good after i leave here um, so I think it's really person to person, but I think you can really see an effect right away and keep in mind, you know, some of the classes, yoga classes can be a challenging class and to not be discouraged by what you can't do. Cause people always tell me I'm not flexible and that's like one of the, one of the most, uh, said things to, I guess, like be deterrent to do yoga is I'm not flexible I mean, I heard it today. Someone told me that today. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm not flexible. I can't do it. But that's not the point of yoga. You will gain flexibility through doing yoga. And some of the postures are a little pretzly and things like that. But there are so many different options. And the classes I teach, um, some of them are more challenging. Some of them are easy. Like I said, some are restorative classes where you're just laying there, not really moving, just supported. Um, but you can find a class and a style that really suits you. Um, And just like look around, take a bunch of classes, take a bunch of teachers, find what what's called to you and what you feel good with. Because sometimes the first class might not do it. It might be like too challenging or too hard and you didn't realize that it was really quick and you don't know any of the poses and you can't keep up. So really find something that's going to um, to call to you and it might not be in your first class. So keep that in mind.
0: And I, th- and I think like anything you do, if, even if you go into a doctor, if you don't like them the first time, you're not going to go back to that person. Right. So you have to find the one that works for you as an individual, has the personality that matches your personality mm-hmm. and the aura that makes you feel like you're welcome there. And I think that helps out a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm learning here. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so we, t- we talked about yoga and uh, breathing, and you're also a nutritionist. And I think nutrition has a lot to do with wellness as well because – the more you you put good stuff in you, the better you feel as well. And I think that's the whole mind body approach. And I think all three things you do does that same thing for people. Have you seen that help as well?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. So uh, I feel like nowadays fast food is very much like around us or just finding something that you can eat on the way or something quick to eat, something easy to make, something out of a box, those types of things. Um, however, the more processed the food, like, uh, so say, you know, you're looking at the ingredients of the box and you see um, the oils in it are um like vegetable oils and things like that are actually not as good for your body as like olive oil or, you know, avocado oil or those types because they can cause one more inflammation. They're processed by using chemicals and we don't want that coming into our system because they can affect hormones and then hormones really regulate a lot within the body. So it can affect mood and sleep and really everything. Um, Or if you're eating a lot of sugar, you can see that the increase of sugar can also um, disrupt the hormones, especially um, insulin and then, or inulin, and then inulin can disrupt testosterone and all of the other hormones that are helping regulate other things within the body. So it's really like a cascade effect of what you eat can really um, affect how you feel. Um, how you sleep. Do you sleep well or don't you sleep well? Um, You know, all kinds of things. So it it, it definitely is, you know, one-to-one and what you put in your body and how you're going to feel.
0: Kind of like a car. If you treat it right, it'll treat you right, I think. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you make make it to that destination you want to go to, or as long as you want to go, that it'll Mm -hmm. help you out a lot better. But a lot of people need that little nudge to get out of the, like you said, the the convenience of driving past the mm-hmm. McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and saying it's much easier to stop there than go through the grocery mm-hmm. store and walk mm-hmm. through the, the green side and buy fresh stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of times I, well, I'm a vegan, so I don't eat meat. So I go to the grocery store. I stay in the vegetable section. I get some grains and then like I'm out of there, <laughs> like the quickest shopping, but um, having a lot of vegetables and um, you know, even easy things like, you know, instead of getting, I mean, I like donuts and I like cookies and I have a little sweet tooth too, but a lot of times I won't buy that. I, I live alone. So that could, you know, if you have kids and things like that, you know, they might want those snacks, but, um, you know, grabbing pears and bananas and peaches and thing and grapes, those are, you know, naturally sweet with all the fiber that help you, um, you know, absorb in the body and digest and use the sugar um, that's within the fruit more long-term than like if you have like a snicker bar and you'll be like really high and have a lot of energy and then like crash because um, you have that sugar high. So, yeah.
0: the Definite sugar rushing takes you up <laughs> and down, kind of, kind of like drugs or alcohol brings you up and down real quick. And then you have to mm-hmm. keep fighting to get that same high again. It's kind of mm-hmm. an endless cycle for you. Yeah. So my daughter was a junior in high school. She became a vegetarian when I wasn't home. I was at, in Afghanistan, so and on the phone I was like, "We're eat more meat eaters. We don't do that. We don't, that's not that's not us." And the, so I just when she did, I wanted to support her as well. So I started reading how to cook for a vegetarian, how to make sure she gets the right amount of proteins to keep mm-hmm. playing soccer and have all the energy she needs to do. So I learned all of it, but I was still hard headed against it and. It wasn't until uh, last year I got diagnosed with the alpha gall syndrome where I got bit by a tick and I can't have anything that comes from hoofs or feet. So any red meats or anything like that anymore. And I'm also allergic to omega omega three and allergic to fish. So that's fish and then peanuts as well. So I have a lot of things I'm allergic to now. So I'm down to chicken is about the only food meat I can eat. So I eat meat and a lot of vegetables now, thanks to her.
1: Oh, wow. Wow, I've never heard of that before.
0: Yeah. there was another guy in my office who had it and I laughed at him and then I got it. So I guess it was karma, but oh. <laughs> so, so I guess it was a blessing and a, a curse and a blessing. So I'm down to chicken now. Oh,
1: wow.
0: So I too can shop very quickly. Just one more, <laughs> one more aisle.
1: <laughs> chicken and vegetables. <laughs> chicken
0: and vegetables. It's, it's like a, two turns and you should be out of there except for lines and maybe talking to a friend in the store. Yeah. <laughs> So if someone wants to get in contact with you, Gina, how would they do that?
1: Um, so I do have an email and a website. You can okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Spoonful of Ohm. And then my website is spoonful And then my email is g g g i g i Serbone at gmail.com. Well,
0: that's that simple right there. Isn't it? If you can give someone three tips to just make the turn to start becoming better, um, a more, I guess, clean lifestyle, what are those three tips you would give them?
1: So one is something I read recently. Um, I think it was a trainer that had said this, um, and I thought it was really profound. You know, you don't have to do everything all at once, but they had told um the group of people to get dressed, go to the gym, or no, go to the gym, get dressed in your gym clothes, get changed and go home. So like, you just have to start even if it's not actually getting on the machine or going for a run or eating the vegetables or whatever it is, like, just get it in your mindset that you want to do it. And then go from there. So that's number one. And then two, like I said, about yoga is, um, trying different styles of yoga. try different teachers um, because not it's not a one-size fits all. You might like something like a yin yoga class, which is also more of a stillness type practice. You might want to do more meditation rather than the postures. You might want to do a class that is very active and you're flowing really quickly. And it's a lot more challenging. And that's your thing. So try different things like that. Um, What's the third one? I guess give yourself some grace, right? We tend to, um, you know, be harder on ourselves than we would be to like friends or family that might ask for advice or be coming to us. We might be really um, helpful to them, very kind to them. Be kind and give yourself that same grace that you might give a friend.
0: We're definitely our worst critics, and uh, that's great advice. All three tips are great advice. Uh, Misfit Nation, make sure you heed that advice and visit uh, Gina's website, and uh, it'll be in the show notes. It was also on the screen as you were, as she was speaking, so if you've seen it, you probably could have took a picture of that, or it's in the notes. You can also click it and go through it. Gina, thank you for taking some of your time and agreeing to come on and hang out with the Misfit Nation.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome.
0: Appreciate you. thanks for checking us out and being part of the misfit nation don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com to catch up on all our episodes including this one and to get some misfit nation gear or buy our book as always be humble stay hungry and keep hustling because we are Nation. <laughs>